Hey guys, John from the future editing this episode, and I found out that AI Writer's Room is actually already a taken podcast. I I loosely looked around for it to make sure before, but I found it later on when trying to do some uh, other stuff. So go actually listen to the AI Writer's Room podcast. It seems cool. Um, it's nothing like ours, but... Just wanted to say we are now the AI Writers Club. Just to get the confusion out of the way and respect to the people who actually own the real AI Writers Room podcast. Either way, we'll see you guys in the episode and sorry about the mix-up. Hey, you made it. What's up? It is I, John. And I'm Britt. And welcome to the AI Writers Room. So... This being our flagship episode, I'd like to kind of tell you what we're all about in this pilot, and then we're going to tell you just what we're doing here. So, we're a couple of nerds from America that love TV, films, video games, and other medias of all sorts. We also love to write stories. And because I'm a technology guy, I figure... Why not take AI, give it a prompt to write ourselves a new episode of a TV show, a new book, a new series, a new this or that, and then see what it will come up with. Then we're going to sit down and we're going to tweak the episode if we think it needs it. We're going to kind of work with the AI and we will create all sorts of original stories and fan episodes and movies of your favorite stuff. So, with that explanation out of the way, today is going to be, just like with our other podcast, The Self Center, um, we're going to start with a Spongebob AI episode, because me and her have watched tons of Spongebob. We're going to see just how well the AI holds up. Thank you all so much for your listening ears, and, you know, kick back with a cup of coffee or your drink of choice. Here is the first episode. Okay, this first AI episode of the two we're doing is known as Conch Street Carnival Craziness. Now, the episode begins, and here is the setup. Spongebob, Patrick, and Squidward discover a flyer for the annual Conch Street Carnival. The excitement is palpable as the trio decides to participate in various activities and games. Spongebob, in particular, is determined to win the coveted title of Carnival King. Alright, so, by the way, just for the sake of transparency, how we got this to tell us this exact prompt is we asked to... Chat GPT 3.5 to pitch us an episode about Conch Street from SpongeBob SquarePants. So that's how we got this response. We're going to try our best to tell you how we ask it each time because it actually seems to make an odd difference. We had it ask us, it, we asked it to write an episode and pitch us an episode. And that may sound like the same thing, but it was not. When you ask it to write you the episode, it'll actually give you a script. Not a full long one, but like it'll script it for you. As for the setup, 
I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a carnival in Con Street. I mean, I'm kind of thinking something sort of like a smaller glove world. Right. But with more shell themes and stuff. Right. So that would be, be awesome. Pretty cool so far. SpongeBob Patrick Squid and Squidward each prepare for the carnival in their unique ways. SpongeBob cre- creates an elaborate costume with a conch shell crown. Patrick tries to come up with a winning strategy for each game, and Squidward reluctantly decides to join in to prove that he's above such childish activities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That really does sound like Squidward, though. Each of them sound about right. <laughs> I will have to say the only one that feels a little out of left field for me is Patrick. I feel like he'd be more in for the food if <laughs> right. we're doing normal SpongeBob yeah. stuff. But then again, he has shown competitive edge in that one golf episode. Yeah, that's true. So I don't, I don't see it as an impossibility. <laughs> Honestly, this is good so far. Act 3, Carnival Chaos Begins. The carnival kicks off with a parade down Conch Street, showcasing the creativity and enthusiasm of Bikini Bottom residents. SpongeBob's leading the parade, decked out in his Carnival King costume. The trio enthusiastically dives into the Carnival Games rides and contests. I would love to see... (laughs) This is just a quick thought. I'd love to see Squidward trying to play the rigged midway games. You know how, like, you know, they'll bend the shotgun a little in order for you not to be able to hit the pop cans. Plus, I'm already seeing one problem. Squidward likes to be the center of attention when it comes to musicals or anything like carnivals or anything. I feel like him, he'd have to try to best Spongebob for Carnival King. Yes. (laughs) That's something I will agree with for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's about, that's the only real big problem so (laughs) far with the episode. SpongeBob's quest for Carnival King. As the carnival progresses, SpongeBob becomes increasingly competitive, determined to win every contest and be crowned Carnival King. His relentless enthusiasm, however, starts to annoy the other participants. Patrick, on the other hand, is surprisingly successful due to his carefree and random approach to the games. Okay. Okay, I kind of like where this is going. I like that. I like where it's going. I do like that he becomes more and more competitive and Patrick just kind of dumbly wins everything. Right. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the Luigi meme where Luigi wins by absolutely doing nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of neat. I like that. Act 5, Squidward's Redemption. In an unexpected turn of events, Squidward discovers a talent for carnival games that he never knew he had. He starts winning various contests effortlessly, much to his own surprise. This unexpected success boosts Squidward's ego, and he starts enjoying the carnival more than he would care to admit. I like that, because he don't ever get to enjoy himself. Yeah. (laughs) The Carnival King Showdown. The climax of the episode revolves around the final contest to determine the Carnival King. SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward find themselves in a heated competition. The contest involves a wild obstacle course that tests creativity, skill, and endurance. Despite their differences, the three characters must work together to navigate the challenges and cross the finish line. 
All right. I okay, like this it. is this is kind of neat. So, something that I'm picking up on. First of all, this is I'm going to crown this to be a 22-minute special. You know, where they'll just instead of two 11-minute shorts, they will do <laughs> the whole episode as one. Right. Um, cuz I think this is a little too big to be an 11-minute short. <laughs> but I kind of like how they each got there their own way. Like, Spongebob just kind of naively became right. overly competitive. Squidward got just to be, of, you know, himself. He, he just got to be kind of like, oh, I'm better than everyone. And Patrick just kind of did things until right. it just started working for him. Just because he's so random. I kind of like, I like how it's staying in the spirit of the characters. Yeah. At least I a agree. little. At least more than, uh. Some episodes of the mid-season Spongebob. Right. <laughs> Looking at you, season seven, six, eight. <laughs> I'm not going to say six, because it was just more bland than anything, but eh. In a surprising twist, the obstacle course ends up being a giant collaborative art project. And the residents of Bikini Bottom decide that everyone is a winner. The true spirit of the carnival is revealed to be about fun, friendship, and community rather than individual competition. I like it. Ooh. Cool. The aftermath. <laughs> the episode concludes with the grand celebration where SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward are all crowned carnival kings. The trio realizes that the joy of the carnival is not in winning, but in the shared experience and the senses of community on Con Street. The episode ends with Spongebob, Patrick, and Squidward enjoying the carnival festivities together, embracing the true spirit of the Conch Street Carnival. I kind of don't like the ending. Uh, I... See, where I would change it is them learning a lesson. Well, I'm going to tell you... Okay, so that's pretty much the end of the episode as we know it. So... Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you my main problem, and I don't think the listeners will be able to kind of know what I'm talking about unless they go see the self Center podcast. Mm -hmm. We had an AI episode there about Spongebob. Where we did the same thing we're doing here. Um, and with, with that one, there was a big problem with Squidward at the end of the Jellyfish Jamboree that came from that episode where he basically won and he was happy and all that. It This one needs a reset button mm -hmm. and a moral to be taught. Right. I feel like I feel if like it just makes everyone win, then we don't get anything. I feel like they them. all should have fought over like... Uh... Being Carnival King and then learned a lesson about something. So, Anything, really. here is what I think I would do for the rewrite. I think there's a lot of good in this episode, but it feels like you get nothing out of it because there's basically conflict that doesn't end in conflict, if that doesn't, if that makes sense at all, because, right. because it ends I mean, up... If it was like this, it would feel too bland, in my opinion. Because most Spongebob episodes, they get into a big fight about something, and then they have to learn a lesson. And Yeah. So, here's what I propose for the rewrite, and tell me if you agree, right? 
So, in my rewrite, the people do not crown all three. No, just one. We're going to go back to the beginning, and we're going to see someone in the first event they tried get in, like, last place. Mm-hmm. And maybe Squidward kind of rubs it in his face because Squidward won that one. All right? Well, let's fast forward a bit, and he's been in the background kind of doing pretty poorly. Yeah. And you see him shift position up and up and up until he, whoever that background character that didn't seem like a threat before, is crowned Carnival King instead of any of our protagonists. Right. That way, when he's crowned Carnival King, they all learn not to be so damn competitive. Right. Oh, See what I mean? You so, know how they can make it where they're all make it where like SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick are all like competing against each other, and they're all saying, "Well, I'm better than you," or "I'm better than you," and then and then the, the guy end, maybe the guy passes them up in the obstacle ride. course. That's the kind of thing I think would mm-hmm. make a better ending, because it shows you something funny, and it shows you that you don't always have to be so competitive. Yep, and it'll teach the moral lesson of hey. You don't got to win everything. That's what I think would be really... And it would also obviously help the little reset thing. Mm -hmm. Which I'm not going to talk about a lot here. So when I say reset, I mean that since Spongebob is kind of a character-driven show with individual episodes the way they are, you kind of got to make things go back to the status quo every single episode. You know... Plankton doesn't get the formula, Squidward's a grump, this and that. There are certain ways you have to end a Spongebob episode, and the point of AI writing the way we do it is to make it fit the show as if it's a real episode as good as we can. Therefore, even if it is kind of cool to end on a nicer note like that, yeah. We kind of do got to veto it sometimes in order to fit the episode it, of the show it comes from. So, that being said, what would you give Constreet? I actually do love it. I do like the idea because I don't think they really talk much about Constreet. Like, right. a lot of stuff happens there. That's why I said I love it because that's why I give it a 9 because they don't really talk much about Spongebob Street. Yeah. Like, it has a real name. I, I, I wonder how many people even know its name is Constreet. I didn't even know until you said something. Well, the reason I know is because I actually looked into it because it came to me a couple of years ago. Like, what? Does he have a street number or this or that? I can't remember what started the thought, but I was like, does it even have a name where he lives? But yeah, um, he lives on Conch Street. So what's your rating? My thing for Conch Street Carnival craziness, I will give it a 7. It's kind of like all the other AI episodes where I feel like it's not bad enough to be a bad season episode. But it's not good enough for good. But it's not good enough to be in the classic series either. I think it's just a good, okay overall episode. Right. But... The thing that kind of elevates it a little more than the rest that we've AI generated before is this one, because we gave it a better pitch Mm -hmm. to give us, 
it kind of brought us something that doesn't get discovered a lot. That's something we're going to have to think about for this podcast a lot, is to be more specific with what we want. Right. It seems like if we just ask for an episode, I've noticed it will give us just generic shit. Mm-hmm. So, that's something right. to think of moving forward. So we'll have to be more specific on what we want. Yeah. We'll be back with the next AI prompt, and we'll get you and tell you what it is about. Okay, so here next we are doing a Danny Phantom episode. We were going to do two Spongebob, but we realize Nicktoons is probably a better thing to do. So we have picked Danny Phantom for our next one. And we asked it to pitch us a new episode of Danny Phantom about the box ghost. Interesting, because it is about the Pandora's box legend. And its title is Phantom's Pandora. Now, before we get into synopsis, I will have to tell you, there is a ghost called Pandora in the show, but it seems like this is a little farther away from that. So we're going to go ahead. By the way, if it does resemble a different episode, please tell us. Um, But we can't really see any that kind of really act exactly like this one just from kind of skidding our eyes over the synopsis with that said here it is in this thrilling new episode of Danny Phantom the mischievous box ghost returns with a mysterious and ancient artifact that threatens to unleash chaos upon both the ghost zone and the human world As Danny Fenton navigates the challenges of high school and ghostly adversaries, he stumbles upon a long-lost legend about a powerful box capable of capturing and controlling the essence of ghosts. I like it so far. Oh, same here. Honestly, I've always been into the Pandora's Mm -hmm. box in general. In fact, I I think it's one of my favorite artifact legends. It's always been such a cool thing, and plus people's always used it that for like a a saying when they're saying not to like bring old things up because they'll say yeah. like don't open Pandora's box. Yeah, always about either bringing old things up or causing chaos by bringing this into that or right. Yeah. It's kind of like giving a four-year-old a monster or, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But bringing that to the box ghost just seems like a cool idea. Mm -hmm. Kind of feels like a good way to make him into a much bigger threat if I'm Mm -hmm. guessing how it's going to go. Next one's mine. The episode begins with Danny noticing an increase in ghostly activity only to discover that the box ghost has resurfaced and is wreaking havoc in the ghost zone. However, this is or this time, he's not just causing trouble for the sake of annoying the living. He's wielding a power powerful artifact known as the Pandora's casket. Ooh. Oh, so it's its own version too. Yeah. So it's got its own yeah. version of Pandora's box. Danny, Sam, and Tucker decide to investigate, leading them on a perilous journey through the ghost zone. Along the way, they encounter various ghosts who have fallen victim to the box ghost's newfound power. 
As they delve deeper into the mystery, they learn that Pandora's casket has the ability to trap ghosts inside, draining their energy, and rendering them powerless. I love this. Jeez. I Dude, love I this love so far. That. I would not change any of this so far. I... If this is... If this is a real episode, I would not be, like, surprised. Like... I'm not a Danny Phantom expert, so anybody out there who is, please tell me, is this an episode? I don't think it is, though, because I've I seen feel every like episode rem- of it. I feel like I'd remember I something say, this I've big. seen every episode of it, and I don't think this is an I episode. used to religiously watch it, but I'm not in the fandom anymore, so... I was going to say, but I can't yeah. say that because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Ooh. Realizing the potential threat to both the ghost zone and the human world, Danny confronts the box ghost. However, capturing him proves to be more challenging than ever as he is cleverly, or sorry, as he cleverly uses the artifact's power to outsmart Danny at every turn. Sounding better and better. (laughs) As the trio faces numerous ghostly adversaries and puzzles, they discover that Pandora's casket is linked to an ancient prophecy... It foretells the release of an ancient and malevolent ghost if the box is opened under specific celestial conditions. Danny must race against time to prevent the box ghost from fulfilling the prophecy and unleashing a catastrophic force upon both realms. Cool. I love this so far. Like I said, I would not change anything about it. Um, But would you change anything so far? I would not. But we, we're we actually only reading this one paragraph at a time. And we're at the bottom of the page right now before we scroll down to see the rest. I'm going to make a prediction. It's either going to have them stop the box ghost or he'll somehow unleash the ghost within the casket. And then they'll have to put the ghost back somehow. Yeah, and they'll either have to defeat or put it back. It would be cool to see something like a King of Ramses styled oh, ghost. Oh, I know. That would be in awesome. The casket. Um, so that's something that I would think it would do. <laughs> but let's see let's see what happens. Ooh, in a cl- climatic showdown, Danny battles the box ghost in a dimension hoping to hoping chase hopping. Or sorry, hopping chase. Utilizing his ghostly powers and newfound knowledge of the artifact's weakness. With quick thinking and the help of his friends, Danny manages to outsmart the box ghosts, sealing Pandora's casket and preventing the ancient ghost's release. Ah. You were right the first time. (laughs) First one was the correct one. The episode concludes with Danny, Sam, and Tucker reflecting on the importance of understanding the consequences of their actions in the ghost realm. As they return to the human world, they remain vigilant, knowing that the ghost zone is full of surprises and ancient mysteries waiting to be uncovered. See, I wouldn't change anything about this episode. I love it. Hmm. I mean, I keep talking about the reset thing in this episode, and to be completely honest, I do like how I... Because technically, Danny Phantom does have an arcing story. And this is a really nice side story to that. It feels like it won't change anything. I do like the one that you came up with a little better, though. Uh, where there's a King Ramsey yes. style ghost that comes out. I feel like 
we could call that I almost like, like an alternate was, ending yeah. to this. I was gonna say, I feel like if I was gonna change it, I would make it where like they got out and he had to put them back in. Yeah, I think both versions have very big pluses, so I feel like that's fine. I do like way. how this one already ended, though. I love how it, how it, like the arc of it and everything. I love it. Yeah. I do like that it does remember to hit the reset button, too. Because even though Danny Phantom doesn't need to do that every time, some adventures are best to be put up in a little package of their own. And this does the job really well, I think. I love it. (laughs) Yep, for sure. This was a little bit of a quicker episode, but I think that's pretty much where we're going to end it today. I'm going to be completely serious. This was a really good, solid couple of episodes, so... And we hope you'll keep listening. Yep. So, this Nicktoons episode is the first that's coming out in the AI writer's room. Please uh, tell us what you want to leave on the cutting room floor next time, in case you didn't like something about the episode. Uh, Give us ideas for series you want to see covered. Mm -hmm. You know kind of changes to our format because we're very open to suggestion. Mm-hmm. And we hope you enjoyed your time here in the AI Writer's Room. My name's Ben Sean. And I've been Britt. We'll see you next time.